0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Madame Bovary, written by the famous 19th century French author Gustave Flaubert. One of the most influential works in the history of French literature, the novel is considered to have established a new paradigm of literary realism. However, Madame Bovary was very controversial when it was first published. From 1856 to 1857, the novel was published as a series in the French magazine Revue de Paris. Shortly afterwards, it was under prosecution by the authorities of that time, accused for being an outrage to public morality and religion. Gustave Flaubert, an unknown novelist living in seclusion in the countryside at that time, was summoned to the court for trial. In the end, Flaubert was found not guilt, and because of this novel he gained a notable reputation and status in the history of literature. You might be curious now, what's this novel about and why did it cause such a wrath? The book was badly received by the public because it portrayed Emma Bovary, a depraved woman, as the main character. Flaubert did a good job portraying Madame Bovary's path toward depravity and her affairs with multiple lovers. What's more, Flaubert wrote the whole story with a soothing and objective tone, without any sense of judgment or criticism on Madame Bovary's life. That's why the public prosecutors at the time believed that this novel was the poetics of adultery. The novel has been criticised for promoting the liberation of sexual desire, which would have a bad influence on young female readers. Many readers also thought this novel was shocking and that it went against their moral standards. Hearing this, you might be even more curious, what is this story about? How should we understand the literary image of a woman who's considered immoral by traditional standards? What did Flaubert want to express when portraying Madame Bovary? Why is this novel considered a milestone in the history of world literature? In this bookie, we will answer these questions one by one and interpret the book from the following three aspects. Part 1. The main plot of the novel. Part 2 understand Madame Bovary. Part 3, Gustave Flaubert's Literary Achievements Before she got married, Madame Bovary's maiden name was Emma Rouault. Emma was born in a wealthy peasant family and lived with her father since her mother died. One day, her father accidentally broke his leg on his way back from a banquet at a neighbor's house. The servant rushed to the town of Tot, more than 20 kilometers away and brought back a doctor called Charles Bovary. Charles Bovary was a dull, clumsy, and unremarkable man. As a child, he didn't receive formal school education, but learned about the world with the help of a priest in the village. The priest wasn't that committed to teaching Charles, so he did not properly learn anything. When he was 15 years old, Charles could still not even pronounce his own name correctly. At the age of 15, Charles' mother finally sent him to a high school in Rouen. He had a really hard time there and had to dedicate a lot to his studies so he could keep his grades up. After spending a few years there, his parents asked him to drop out of school and study medicine instead. Again, Charles worked very hard even though he had neither interest nor talent in the field. He would just finish the learning tasks like a machine. As described in the book, he completed his modest daily task after the fashion of a mill horse plodding round and round blindfolded, unaware of what he is grinding. After repeated memorizing tasks and tests, Charles finally passed the exam and became a doctor at the town of Tot. Once his work-life was settled, Charles needed to get married. His mother introduced him to a 45-year-old widow, who was not necessarily good-looking, but had an income of more than 1,000 francs a year. Charles naively thought he would have more freedom after marriage and live a better life, but his wife had a strict control over him. That's when he met Emma Rouault. Doctor Bovary treated Emma's father's broken leg, and he recovered very quickly. Although Bovary no longer needed to visit the Rouaults, he still went to their farm quite often. Bovary would always wake up very early and put on a brand new vest when he was planning to make a visit. He would ride fast on the road feeling excited and hopeful, just like a young boy falling in love for the first time. He couldn't wait to see his sweetheart. Yes, Mr. Bovary was in love with Ms. Rouault, and his wife Eloise knew about this. Eloise was shocked and distressed once she realized her husband was falling in love with someone else. She asked Charles to swear that he would never go to the farm again. Charles had to agree but, deep inside, he missed the presence of Ms. Rouault, When Eloise died from the shock of having all her property stolen by her lawyer, Charles was free to chase Ms. Rouault's love and they soon got married. Emma Rouault was educated in a monastery, where the priests often compared marriage to something as sacred as religion. Emma grew up fantasizing about words like husband and marriage. Every month, a downfallen noble lady in the town would also bring the girls some love stories to read, which filled Emma's head with more romance and more fantasy. When she agreed to marry Bovary, she thought she'd finally found the mysterious thing she always read about love. But the reality became extremely disappointing to Emma. Her marriage life and her life in Tot were underwhelming. Her new home was a shabby and quite empty brick house. Emma spent her days repeating the same chores, there were no interesting people to chat with or exciting events going on around her. More importantly, Emma realized how dull her husband was. She thought that he talked as flat as any pavement, and that his ideas were so tedious that no one wanted to listen to them. He didn't know how to swim or fence, let alone fire a pistol. When she recited romantic poems to him, it felt like talking to a wall. With him, she couldn't find her sparks. Just when Emma was feeling despondent, life gave her an opportunity. A marquis invited the Boveries to a party, and Emma finally got to experience the life she had always dreamed of. The noble lords and their sons were full of charm, the ladies were elegant and posh, and the ball in the magnificent castle didn't end until midnight. Now that Emma has seen what the wealthy life looks like, she can no longer turn back. After returning home, she kept thinking about the castle and the ball, imagining life as a noble. She even started imitating the noble ladies, Putting on gorgeous clothes and buying exquisite decorations. However, she still had to face her dreary husband every day. The unavoidable gap between reality and fantasy made Emma so depressed that she got sick. She had high fever and nonsensical talks. The doctor diagnosed her with mental issues and recommended a change of environment. Charles, who cared about his wife a lot, decided to move to Yonville. Yonville was as boring as tot. Even so, Emma met Dupuis very soon after she moved there. Léon was a young man interning with a notary in the town, who planned to go to Paris to study law in the future. Like Emma, he felt that life in Yonville was extremely boring. He loved novels, music, arts, and dreamed of seeing shows in Paris and the captivating sceneries of Switzerland. When Emma and Léon were together, they always had a lot to talk about. Soon, the two fell in love with each other. Leon wanted to tell Emma how he felt, but couldn't bring himself to do so when he was with her. Emma also fell in love with Leon, but the more she became aware of her love, the more she repressed it. She spent a lot of time caring for the house and her children, and managing the maids. She also went to church more frequently than before. Seeing Emma so devoted to her family, Leon felt that their love wouldn't lead to anything— so he left Yonville for Paris. After Léon left, Rodolphe Boulanger entered Emma's life. He was a single man who owned a castle and two farms, and had played around with many women in the past. He even had a mistress in Rouen. Rodolphe fell for Emma at first sight and was determined to conquer her heart. Innocent and longing for love, Emma couldn't help but fall for Rodolphe's sweet words and persistent pursuit she soon became his mistress and thought that she'd finally found the love she'd dreamed of. In the mornings, after Charles went out for work, they usually met at Rodolphe's castle, in the evenings, after Charles fell asleep, they would meet again around Bovary's garden. When it rained at night, they hid in Charles's clinic. However, even the most fervent passion fades away eventually. After just half a year, the great river of love that once inundated Emma's heart started to dry up, Exposing the mud at the bottom. Emma felt remorse for her affair and kept questioning herself why couldn't she simply love her husband Charles? Homais, the pharmacist next door, was the one who created a chance for Emma to change her mind and fall in love with Charles again. He read an article about a new method to treat lameness, so he urged Dr. Bovary to learn about it and perform the operation on the cripple that lived in the town. Homais thought that unchallenging and, if successful, Dr. Bovary could gain both fame and fortune. Emma thought if Charles could successfully perform this operation and become a success, she could fall in love with him again. So, she urged Charles to do the surgery along with Omé. Charles was convinced by Emma and performed the operation according to the method described in the book. However, on the fifth day after the procedure, the patient's condition unexpectedly deteriorated his feet became swollen and began to ulcerate, spreading to his legs, and all the way up towards his waist. The Boveries had to invite a famous doctor from out of town to save the patient's life and amputate his leg. Charles almost caused the death of the man. Emma felt so embarrassed and hopeless, she no longer felt like she could save her marriage. She went back to Rodolphe again and planned on running away with him, so that she could leave her mediocre husband forever. However, Rodolphe was clear-headed. He just wanted to enjoy the pleasures of having an affair, without bearing the responsibilities. He wrote a farewell letter to Emma, with a fake teardrop on the paper, and then left Yonville. Emma felt so devastated after reading the letter that she fell ill. Charles took care of her for forty-three days until she could finally sit up again. Since then, her resentment towards Rodolphe turned into longing. She regarded her flirty affair as great love, and stashed it deep in her heart with imperishable coatings. The priest from church would often visit and comfort her, so Emma developed a new passion and faith in religion. She spoke beautiful words to God, helped the poor in town to an extravagant extent, and was no longer bad tempered. She told herself to be generous and was truly proud of her faithfulness. Since Emma was getting better every day, Charles decided to take her to Rouen to watch an opera. He thought it would be helpful for her recovery. In the opera house, they ran into Léon. It has been three years since Léon left Emma, and he was no longer an innocent young man. During his time in Paris, Léon became as bold and presumptuous as some of his friends. After running into Emma, his love for her were reignited. And this time, He was determined to pursue her and wouldn't let anyone or anything get on his way. When Léon confessed his feelings to Emma she felt pleased and scared at the same time. At first, she rejected him. She pushed him away when he reached out for her hand, and even wrote him a farewell letter. But none of Emma's actions changed Léon's strong determination to make her fall in love with him. In the end, she surrendered and became a mistress again. Since they lived in different cities, she had to come up with excuses to go to Rouen every week in order to meet Leon. Emma told Charles she was going to Rouen to learn piano. Although the tuition was expensive, her husband agreed with the plan because she seemed very passionate about it. Every Thursday, Emma had a free pass to see her lover. In the beginning, the tryst was ardent and intoxicating. But over time, the passion slowly faded away. After a while, Emma realized her time with Leon became as dull as her marriage. With Leon, Emma had a luxurious lifestyle. She pursued physical pleasure more than ever before, and enjoyed squandering money. She ate expensive food, stayed in fancy hotels, bought gorgeous clothes, and made every rendezvous a grand festival. She even bought new curtains and carpets for the house. When Leon's money wasn't enough to sustain her wishes, she chipped in as well. But while Emma was enjoying the perks of a wealthy life, her daughter Berta was wearing socks with holes. The fact is that Emma's income was not sustainable for the luxurious lifestyle she had. She was relying entirely on high-interest loans. Charles trusted her with all his money, but she wasn't financially savvy and didn't realize how risky these loans could be. At first, she only borrowed a small sum of cash that could be easily paid off. However, Emma gradually developed the habit of buying things on credit and taking on loans with a high interest from Luru, a wealthy businessman, whenever she ran out of money. The debts continued to accumulate until Emma wasn't even able to figure out how much she owed. One day, when Emma returned home after celebrating the mid-Lent festivities in Rouen, she saw some court letter waiting for her. The court was asking her to return the 8,000 francs she owed within 24 hours. In order to repay other debts from her past loan, Emma had already collateralized her father in law's house without telling Charles. This time, she had no way out. Emma had to ask for help everywhere, but even Rodolphe and Leon refused to lend her money. She was already in despair because of the pressuring situation, but being betrayed by her lovers was the last straw. She went to the pharmacist's house, stole a bottle of arsenic, and killed herself with the poison. Shortly after her death, Charles discovered the letters Emma used to change with her other lovers, and learned about her affairs. Nonetheless, he decided to forgive her. Soon after, he died drowned in sorrow. Now that we walked through the plot of the story and learned about Emma's affairs, debts and sad ending, let's take a deeper look at her as the main character of this novel.